guys it is tuesday the 17th of january welcome to tda the day after your favorite news platform and the home of popular culture as defined by the culture i don't know what I was, you don't know what i was thinking mm, glitching i really was glitching i really was my mind was something somewhere else <laughs> well yeah guys um you have lit host today um let's introduce ourselves it's your boy big marshall on the east side of the bridge Six foot plus appeal temptation, all that good stuff. That is right, that is right. And it is me, the only woman in today, in a pool of um, Caribbean men. <laughs> your, shade, your shade queen, your favourite shade queen. Yeah, all right. Sorry, quickly. I don't know. I, should, I had so much time to do this. Did you take the pictures last week, Brent? Because I ain't got them. Send them to me, please. Thank you. I'm so sorry. What picture? Is it the today? No, nope, it's for my thumbnail that I got. It's for my thumbnail that I got dropped for um, no behavior today, which I ain't got. So. Send it to Lunes, mm. though, when he was here. So why you just send it to me? What's, okay, I'll get Lunes. This is crazy. <laughs> you can't get the help, can you? Can't. You can't. I need to drop my video and I've got no thumbnail to drop it. Mm. All right. Well, um, okay, this is great. Well, yeah, there's only two of us in today. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys know when it's the it's the, the two of us in here, you know what time we're gonna be done with it. So um nine thirty nine. Let's do it. We're going to our first headlines. <laughs> Okay, so Rishi Sunak blocks Scotland's gender recognition legislation. So Sunak has blocked legislation passed by Scottish Parliament that would make Scotland the first part of the UK to introduce a self-identification system for people who want to change gender. As a reminder, the gender re recognition re reform, again. as a reminder, the gender recognition reform Scotland bill removes the need for a psychiatric diagnosis of gender dysphoria in order to obtain a gender recognition certificate, GRC. The system will also reduce the time someone must have been permanently living in their acquired gender before they can apply, from two years to three months. However, the Scottish Secretary, Alistair Jack, announced that he would use Section 35 of the Scotland Act 1998 for the first time to halt the Gender Recognition Bill after review by UK government lawyers. Under section, under section 35 of the Scotland Act, UK ministers can stop a bill getting royal assent. The Secretary of State for Scotland can do so if they think a Holyrood bill would modify laws reserved to Westminster and have an adverse effect on how those laws apply. UK ministers are concerned that the bill will have an adverse impact on UK-wide UK equalities law. Sources said blocking it would protect the devolution settlement. Devolution is about the transfer of power from a, by a central government to local or regional administrators. Nicola Sturgeon accused Sunak's government of using trans people as a political weapon, saying there were no grounds for the UK government to block the legislation, claiming that it did not affect the operation of the Equality Act. Our next headline is schools told, are told to use volunteers and remote learning to combat teacher strikes. That is so cheeky. Yesterday, we spoke about further NHS strikes, and today we confirm that the country's biggest teaching union, National Education Union, NEU, are scheduled to begin a mass walkout on February the 1st to coincide with the National Right to Strike Day. 
The Department of Education published guidance which urges schools to consider bringing in volunteers to help look after children and keep classrooms open during the walkouts if they have relevant checks and are supervised by another member of staff or volunteer with a disclosure and barring, barring service, a DBS check. Rachel de Souza, the Children's Commissioner for England, asked those choosing to take industrial action to take possible steps to minimise the impact on children and families. Whilst Education Secretary Gillian Keegan said it was deeply disappointing for children and parents that NEU teacher members have voted in favour of walking out and that any strike action will have a damaging impact on, on the students, education and well-being, particularly following the disruption experience over the past two years. Tory MPs say that these strikes will cause economic damage. Jonathan Gullis, a former education minister, said... Parents not going into work, not earning money, not helping increase productivity, not helping businesses in day-to-day -day operations. This will not only harm us economically, but will also harm the young people. Greg Smith, who is a Conservative MP for Buckingham, said, The knock-on impact to families, parents and carers is enormous. The, the expectation that people can suddenly drop their jobs when they have a valid and good expectation that their children will be in school, which it will take significant money out of the economy. So that's that on that. And let's get into our what you say in topic of the day. Sorry. <laughs> so people. You're so confused. Huh? So you look so confused. I actually was. I can't bother to get into what it was, but it really did confuse me. <clears throat> so let's get into our topic of the day. Let's see what the pro-black activist prepares for us today. Yeah. So today's topic is, is about the UK. All right. The UK is the most desegregated it has ever been. You hear that? Okay. All right, so let me read this little bit of for you. According to a new study, England and Wales are less ethnically segregated than they have ever been. Researchers looked at thousands of neighbourhoods across the two nations alongside data from the 2021 census. They found that more people from different ethnic backgrounds are now living close to each other or mm -hmm. next door to each other than ever recorded. So, have you noticed any change in your lifetime? And have you like visibly seen the um, ethnicity of your neighbourhoods change? Do you know what? Actually, I have, you know, when I think about it. So, you know, I lived in Nigeria, Mm -hmm. And when I lived in Nigeria and came here on holidays one time, we my mum lived well, we lived in, in South London, mm -hmm. in Bermondsey. So when I was gonna move back here, me and my sisters, my mum wanted us to like we just wanted to move out of London basically. Mm -hmm. So we moved to Kent. And I remember when we moved, it was it was like really white. It was like just pop up, that's really white. Mm -hmm. But then over time, and when I think of the school I went to as well, we got the bullies girls out there. When I went when I think of my school as well, it was a white school obviously. Well, you could count how many black, how many, it was an all-girls all school, but how many black girls there were in my year. Yeah. That literally was a handful of us. But by the time I was I was done with um, school and I went to sixth form, a lot of black, more black people. And when I think of the area as well, the, I was going to say Hayes and I was going to say area. When I think of Hayes, so I lived in Hayes at the time, as in Hayes, Kent, it was predominantly white. But then by the time I went into sixth form, there was like more black, I saw more black people in the area. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, yeah. You say it's just gradual? I would say it's gradual. What do you think the reason is behind it? Um, 
I think maybe black people are getting the money up. They can afford things, maybe. Or maybe mm. areas are just more affordable, maybe. How long have you been there, Brent? Um, <clears throat> I don't know, close to 30 years. Have you noticed a change in the skin? Have you noticed a change in the skin tone of your neighbors? When I came here, I lived in Hackney. Okay. I was surrounded by a mixing pot. Okay, yeah, yeah, I was going to tell you that. Pot, yeah. You didn't know this is live, so. Why? Just, you know how you how you are. What do you mean? You know what I mean. <laughs> you just know. <laughs> <laughs> um, then I moved to Leighton. Uh, then Leighton Stone. And that was predominantly black. Yeah. And then I saw a, a couple whites. And then... Don't say where you live now. Just then, I moved, then I moved to Ilford, <laughs> proper, right? For a little while, mm. uh, renting. Mm. And it was just Indian. And then I moved to uh, Barkinside, and the majority of my neighbours were white. Mm. Uh, there, were, there was an estate over there full of NFs, right? But... That quickly changed to multicultural. Okay. So right now, again, I'm, I'm I may know maybe three black people, may know three whites, but the whites are more um, Eastern European and Irish. Okay. Okay. And then a couple of only a couple of um, Indians. <laughs> I don't know where the stain comes from. Huh? Nothing. Nothing. The stain. Love What's it. the stain? What's the stain? No, the stain on your top. Oh, yeah. thank you very much. I don't, know. I don't know. There's no stain on my top. I don't know what you consume. No I don't know what you consume. <laughs> 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 I'm sitting here looking like a bum. <laughs> 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 thank you. No, 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 no. Thank you. There's no disdain in my voice at all. Okay, cool. So even though it's a it's a later question <laughs> here, yeah, I think I need to bring it up a bit sooner because I want to know, is this because of like, like you're saying, you think people have been getting their money up? Is it a change of affluency thing is it gentrification remember this is just london isn't it yeah and, and the, i don't know what's happening in the outskirts is it is he did he say london or did he say uk it says uk it says whole uk well, okay I look margs it says margs you've been to bare different cities in the uk do you notice a change over the years and how do the other cities compare to london in a practical and everyday sort of way um black out of london obviously yeah that like, black people are becoming way more prevalent but i think it's because london's London's like a, not a shit or it's, 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 <laughs> it's more, more people are trying to leave, innit? You know yeah, what I'm trying to say? Like yeah. over the last decades, like more people are trying to leave like yeah. the violence and whatnot, whatnot, whatnot. So mm. a lot of black people are thinking, I need to take I need to leave this London. Mm. Yeah. I need to go further away. So there's roots getting set up further away. You know what I'm trying to say? Like yeah. you notice it now I can go I can go I can leave London and get a good Caribbean food. You mm. get me? Which was difficult maybe a decade or two ago. Mm. Maybe yeah, you get what I'm trying to say. Like mm. I don't know. Maybe for me, maybe I didn't know where the spots was in the know mm. or something. But it just seems like culturally, it's just more. You get me, like mm. out of London. But I grew up in um in Hackney, like in in London fields. Yeah, we was like the victims of gentrification. Like like London field. If you Google London fields now, mm. it's a nice place where mm. all the white people go mm. to come from far and wide. Go to that market on mm. Saturdays. Thousands and thousands and thousands mm. of people pass through there mm. for organic food and mm. white people stuff. That's not what that's not what it was. We watched it. We watched it change. We watched them. We watched them get rid of the yardman in Broadway. Spirit sending fish and okra and them thing there. Mm. 
wanted to pay his rent, kick him out of there mm. for the white man and all that. There was a big protesting thing going on. You get me? Mm. All of this stuff. So I see, I see all that happened. I don't know. I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily feel like that was like by choice. You get what I'm trying to say? Like when a lot of when they started getting ready to move outside the area, so a lot of the kids was um getting arrested for stuff. They was giving them asbos and that. They going to prison, them orders, and then what they was doing was kicking them out, saying that they're banned from Hackney, they're not allowed, and moving the parents out, and saying stuff like about the violence and where. And I think they were just using it as an excuse. That's why they just pushed them all out to like Dagenham and all that. I think they have done the same thing to like the site use. That's probably why Croydon. Then places like Croydon and Dagenham and all that, they wasn't really populated by us all those years ago when I was younger. Mm. There was all white people places and now there's bare black people there. Mm. And it's because they've just pushed us all that because they want to give the white people the nice areas. Mm. Like, that's what they're doing to Brixton, mm. to Hackney and all that kind of shit. So I notice, I definitely notice it, but it's like I'm saying, that it feels like, it don't feel like it's like some community growth thing. It feels like we never had no no, no choice mm. yeah, that's in, the in, thing. In, in the matter. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? I agree with that. So I don't know whether that's... I don't. I've always, I've always grew up in a multicultural place. In Hackney, it's like a, like you said, it's a mixing pot of everything. Like my school, yeah. I remember they made a purpose to put what how many different countries was on the wall in my primary school. Okay. And there was probably every country on the planet on there. Like it was, it was mixed, mixed, mm. mixed, mixed, mixed in my primary school. You get me? So I've always kind of, I've always grown like that. I've always mm. been around other people living in East London, um, Asians. Mm. Obviously, the white people are everywhere, black people. So it's always kind of been mixed to me. I don't... I don't know if I, like... If I over-notice the difference. Like I said, probably with the gentrification stuff, but that doesn't feel like some kind of... Yeah. ...woke moment, some movement or anything like this. That just feels like... That's just what they're doing. They're just taking up all the good real estate. Mm. I think, yeah, I think I noticed it's different because I went from a country of just black people to them being in, like, spaces where it was just white people. So when I could see more black people coming in, I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> do you get what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I do think it's, I think things are more affordable, maybe. Obviously, before pre-cost of living crisis. I think things are more affordable. I think also people are just making, like you said, people are just making a conscious decision to step away from London. Because mm. Kent is definitely a lot more diverse now. Yeah. In terms of like, yeah. Kent is almost like London now. In fact, they're trying to make it London, actually. In terms of like boroughs and stuff like that. How do you think people like the people of Kent feel about this? I don't think it's good because someone like so Bromley, for example, I think Bromley is now seen as London. And so Orpington, which is actually Kent, I think they're trying to make that London as well, but it isn't. And I don't know why they're doing that, but even when I think about um the whole ULED stuff now, mm. that's gonna be basically everywhere. Oh, because they're expanding the borders and things. Yeah, and that's everywhere. So I I feel like as well. They were doing that whole, they were turning rebranding places into London to, so it can be part of the ULES thing. They can make more money, in okay. my opinion. So because of the way this city is, yeah, yeah. and I will, I, will say this, I will say the city instead of the country because we can't speak for the whole country because yeah. we're not reversing it, but we're all Londoners here, yeah. Mm-hmm. So because of the way the city is and it is such a melting pot of all different cultures, yeah. Yeah. do you think the government should do a, like purposely do a job to force us to integrate and, and mix together or just let the chips fall where they may? I don't think we're able to, you know. I don't think it's possible for us to integrate together. But I think we do it though. Because we, well, we kind of, we are kind of integrated. I, I think we, um, we are integrated for the functionality of society in terms of like the shop I might go to, where I might go and get my foods and whatever. But in terms of like the sense of community, no, because I feel like we've all got different fights to fight. So we can't, 
I don't think we can have that sense, that community community because really what it is yeah, is that people, I, I feel like in this country, people just tolerate, as in different cultures, people just tolerate each other because we're in each other's spaces. We have no choice but to tolerate each other because we need to get, we need to, we need to get, we need to live life. Do you get what I mean? Mm. But I don't think it's a thing where like you understand my struggles, I understand your struggles because the first chance, the first moment in conflict you get, you get called a black man. Do you, you get know, what I mean? Maybe not understanding each other's struggles, but we can come together on like humanity. Like the area that I live in is really yeah. quiet. There's not a lot of people from my demographic there. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Like it's mixed and it's like, for the most part, there's like like the Asian man from the shop I yeah. rock with, the, the old white woman in the yeah. veg shop and rare, rare, rare. And we kind of, I've been there long enough that we all kind of know each other. And there is like some, there is definitely there's like a sense, a, sense, a sense of community yeah. there. And they don't, it's not a thing where they have to relate yeah. to me or anything. They don't have a clue who I am. They don't know where I come yeah. from, my past or anything like this. You know what I'm trying to say? That yeah. it's just, just on the, just on a human level. We live so in the same community area. In like the areas, or are you talking about like a wider community? I thought you were talking about a wide, like we're all one and all. Not like to say that all one and all, but like I said, in my little area where I live, I feel yeah. like there is like a sense of community. People, yeah. where everybody says hello to each other, and everybody yeah. knows each other, and can. I don't. We don't, Actually, go to, too. we don't go to each other for anything, but I feel like. You if, could, you could if you wanted yeah, to. I feel, yeah, I feel like if they stay in there, you get what I'm trying to say, like. Actually, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think the shops I go to, like people, they know you. Don't, people get, I think people get really familiar with you, and over time you just, you know, you just take to each other. There is that sense of community there. I don't know how I define community. I think when I think, you know community, how I define community? When I'm like 50p short, and I say, boss, let me go to the car. And he says, don't watch that, kitty. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> you sure, boss? That's community. <laughs> that's community, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you, man. You know that's fair. That is that's fair. Community. You know, you know you're gonna come back. Huh? Like this is he's gonna, you're gonna come back another time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah that yeah. is sense of community. Yeah. Oh, yeah he's got, oh, he's got my control over me. He thinks. No, because he knows you're gonna. You're gonna. But basically, yeah. Him letting you go with that fifty p is fine because you're gonna come back tomorrow and spend ten pounds. Facts. So he's he's you know. I got got. Weighing up. No, not really. Get <laughs> <laughs> a little discount. <laughs> I mean, you were happy about it. So yeah. that's all that matters, really, isn't it? Yeah, no, definitely. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like when I think of sense of community, I always think of like our parents' day and stuff like that. Because obviously we talk about even within the black community, we don't have that sense of community like our parents did. Do you get what I mean? Like they, if someone's going to have like a baby shower, or, not but that's a new thing. I don't know if we anyway, talk about that another day. Um, say someone's going to have like a naming ceremony, right? Mm. For their child. The child has just been born or whatever. Or like a party for the kid or whatever. People will bring like different dishes. Every, do you know what I mean? Everyone comes and contributes to this thing. Sorry, but yeah. Do you do you talk to any of your neighbours? No, I don't like that. Well, actually, yeah, I do. The one right next to me, the Caribbean, the lovely, lovely black family, beautiful family. The one next to me, her, she's nice. No, no, the husband is nice. His wife's a bitch. <laughs> I told her. I told her to offence that you're a twat. <laughs> you're an absolute idiot. Because you know when you just have those neighbours are just so annoying. I can't remember what, what she did. It's Caucasian. But her husband is so lovely. Her husband is so nice and so kind. And I told him, I said, why, I said, why, why is that your wife? Like, why are you married to her? You asked him that. I said, she's a bitch. <laughs> she really pissed me off. And I hate when people do that because I've got to go talk to the Lord. It, it really, you know, it convicts me. So I hate it. I hate what it so she much. What did she do to you? Give me an example. I can't remember what she did. And you just hate enough for no reason. No, I think she was rude to my mum. Oh, oh yeah, that, that would do it. She, yeah, <laughs> that it would do, do it. it. She was rude to my mum. She was being so, because basically we just moved into the area. We didn't understand something or whatever. And then rather than just explain, she was being like so like just mean and evil. You know those people that are like, if you're one centimeter in the driveway, then I can't get off my property. Mm. It's like one of those, <laughs> one of those idiots. Uh, but I can't remember what, what, exactly what the situation was. But she was being rude to my mom. And I said, first of all, because I could just hear back and forth. I said, what are you? I said, don't speak to her like that. It's like, oh, I'm not talking to you. I said, well, I'm talking to you. 
don't talk to my mom like that. It was that whole kind of thing. Then it was just it was just that. And then since then, she's just a she's just a miserable cow. She's just miserable. Face always looking like she someone farted in her mouth. It's just oh, she pisses me off, man. I have blood got my blood pressure high now. But yeah, so apart from that, everyone else like you just see people. When I see people walking past, I'm like, oh, evening or how are you? And that kind of vibe. It's, it's just that woman. You don't strike me as a person that talks to your neighbours, Brent. Every single house I've lived in, um, we've spoken to our neighbours. And okay. that was me, I guess, following the lead of my father. My father's very big on community. Mm. Okay. So uh, everybody around here, at any point in time, well, apart from this one next door. Yeah, I know this one. I could tell you. <laughs> you can see I could, if I lose my keys, I could walk in. And stay there until it is um, like somebody comes home. Mm. Um, a few of my neighbors even have our keys. Um, oh wow! I know all of them first name basis. Mm. I've been in each of their backyards, um, and sometimes when it is my father's not around, maybe he's in the hospital, or whatever. Mm. They all come in like ringing stuff and whatnot. So oh, I'm, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm I'm cool with with oh, Brent. Those, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's and I get that. That's me looking at how my father's walked, and I've just followed. Uh, in step, to be honest, I'll be honest. I'm not really a community baby, you know. I'm I, not couldn't, really to, yeah, I'm, I, couldn't. I couldn't live somewhere and not and not talk to my neighbors. Yeah. That's like that. That kind of isolation is horrible because that. Is what, who have you got around? We live here. Like yeah. we live. If me and you ain't cool, this is war. It's like what you're saying. I call people types of bitches and shit. Yeah, I ain't trying, it is war. I ain't trying to do that when I come war. home. It really is war. Like, that's wild to me. <laughs> like we gotta be cool. Yeah. Like even if it's just cordial mm. or something. Like do you know what yeah. I'm trying to say? Like like. I think. Do you know? Is like I. I, I think. I'm friendly with my neighbours. If I see you, like, hello, blah, blah, blah. But I do keep to myself. I'm not that person. I'm not overly friendly with people. But I'm just like that in general. When I know you and I'm comfortable with you, then that's fine. But I wouldn't... I don't go out of my way to be, like... Like, I can't imagine any of my neighbours having my keys. Mm. Not keys, no. But my neighbours... I'm, 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 on, I'm on the top floor. All of us yeah. on the top floor. We all got each other's numbers. Yeah, yeah okay. Me. Like a WhatsApp group? No, but we just... Because okay. we might need Rizzler or something. You get what I'm okay, saying? That is just, community. It's community. You need trip. Yeah. Need trip eleven thirty at night. Kill it. Yeah. I think I don't know. I think I, w- I would <laughs> like to. I would like to live in an area. Maybe when I'm settled and I like move out and stuff like that, and I know my neighbors and that kind of vibe. But I don't know. I think what you're talking about is really that's really, that's proper community and that's mm. so lovely. But I'm not there yet. Mm. And there was a, a time where uh, a bunch of a certain demographic used to come and. Um, trouble certain people's houses in it mm. so we look out for them now. i love do you know what i love i love that neighborhood watch vibe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you know so you know when there's like a community in the name in the, in the area and then someone moves in but the person moves in bad vibes and they all band together like yeah she's bad vibes in the street. <laughs> i love that it's important i love it because like, you're new, you're in our area. We own this land kind of vibe. I love it. Yeah, I agree with you, Mad. And I don't know if it's a West Indian thing. Because you would feel isolated, like very yeah. isolated. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't like it. That yeah. would be bad. It's, even if we find out that we actually didn't like each other yeah. in the context, that would be bad for me. It's like, this, yeah. is, this is not good. Do you know what? I, think, I do think it's a West Indian thing. Because obviously I can't speak for Africans, so don't fight me. But I do think with Africans, like our communities are family and our friends. So really... I don't need to be like buddy. Obviously, I live wherever, whatever, but I don't necessarily need to be buddy buddies with my neighbors mm. because, um, like, family stuff. But then at the same time, I do think as well, I don't know what it is, but over time, you do get to, because my, my old house, 
the house that burnt. So, that yeah, I've never so sorry before. So when I lived there, it was never a thing of like doing bestie besties with my neighbors, right? Yeah. But when like, but then we would see each other. We knew each other's kids, and our, the kids would play together. And we, especially during summertime, you know, the kids would come to our house. We'd give them snacks and whatever. So there is that. There's those moments. But when my house burnt, I've never experienced like the outpouring of a community the way I did. It was so overwhelming. It was okay. absolutely beautiful. I still have my point. I don't know if it is that you always was you wanted to say something. I was gonna say we can land. Right, cool, cool. So, I think it is definitely is a, a West Indian thing. Mm. For me, when I came to this country, yeah, and I got on buses and trains, yeah. I'll be like, "Good morning, good morning." Yeah, and people are just looking at me. Yeah, mm. but is this country though? They don't bad, do that. bad vibes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand. Because I know they do that, you know. I was like, yeah, because yeah, have you seen like you, <laughs> know, when you get a packed train of bus with other people, closely knit. Yeah, and <laughs> nobody cares about what. I'll be honest, it's a, it's a London thing. Because when I lived in Kent, yeah, mm. I would be like, oh, like morning, mm. and the bus driver would be like morning, and mm. I'd be like, thank you, and I got, and he'd be like, it's alright, have a nice day. Mm. Like it was so warm. <laughs> when I moved to you London, got, you got north of England, they like that a lot. Mm. No, yeah. when I moved to London. And I'll be like, oh, thank you to Bush Ever. I remember one time my friend was like, why are you saying thank you? Like... I said, it's just <laughs> silent. It's a London thing. Because even sometimes you go on the tube, yeah, and it's like um, tourists from other mm. countries. And they're like, oh, more... like whenever I speak to mm. them, yeah, like, oh, you're the first person that's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's not really a flap. Like, people yeah, are just yeah. like, you know, people are going through a lot. Yeah, people just keep themselves <laughs> oh, to themselves and excuses. just go about their business yeah. in London. Yeah. Now, nah, maybe it's oh, a Caribbean thing. We had it's a, a London um, thing. I don't know if I've, I've probably told you this before. I don't know where I thought I had this conversation. But we had like an open door policy with our neighbours. So like our back doors was always open. I could just walk into the okay. house. Mm. Like always. And like, they, um, it was clear. Who was this? Um, in Hackney. In, okay. Yeah, no, Turkish, Turkish man. And like English Cypriot woman, white okay. woman. You get me? Like, they're dope, like, and um, my, my little sister and their daughters and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, and me and one of the girls and my brother, like, they were all kind of, like, similar mm. age. We used to rock with each other mm. and always playing over the fence. Boom, mm. boom, boom. They just licked the fence down. I had a big open... We had a big open plan. Their garden, oh, our garden so you guys been closer. huge. Oh, that's... Barbecues must have been lit. Huh? Barbecues must have been lit. Yeah, Turkish... Turkey, there's the Turkish man. You know the barbecues was brazy. <laughs> oh, that is so lovely. That's, that's so why I'm awesome. in bondage with Turkish food yeah, as well, yeah, I think, because yeah. when I'm growing up, he's yeah, giving yeah, me the pillow yeah. rice and everything there. Do you get what I'm trying to say <laughs> so that? <dumb. laughs> no, that's so lovely. Yeah, you know yeah. And we would just... And we would just be out there and just... Yeah. Your toys, our toys, very, very, if you need something, boom, boom. Actually, that's when I think I about up. it... Do you know what I think is... That, yeah, I think I'm going off where I currently live. Because my old house... I actually missed that house. Cause my, we did that, you know, as well. I had uh, my best friend um, was Christos in in primary school, Hackney. Oh, Christos is a that's the Turkish, uh, Turkish name, Turkish. Cypriot name. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not Turkish. Sorry, apologies. Cypriot. Cypriot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I, have yeah. A, I had a Christos as well. I was and friends with his mum. The same open door policy. Yeah. She, my, she couldn't get rid of my well, my father couldn't get rid of her. Every single Aww. time he would pass by, because he was a teacher, teacher too in it. So okay. So he used to make sure and, and go on and check for people, but ah. Uh, Come in, come in, come in. No, don't leave until it is you get this bag of this, that, and the next. Yeah. Do you know what I do? Th- do you know what actually? No, I do think it's a, it's the people. Because when I think about it, my old house, I don't, I don't, yeah, it was proper like community. Like, cause when I think about it, the kid, the girls will always just be at our house. As in, like, my neighbor's friends, because my friend, my sister was friends, like, the two doors down, mm. and they will always be there. And, like, in terms of, like, food and, like, mm. they would eat. And, yeah, the garden door was always open. Mm. Like, even, like, when my, especially the kids love summer. And have like little paddling pool out, mm. and it would just come from the morning. Mm. Just I like, wake up in the morning, I come downstairs in there. I'm like, okay, mm. you just don't even sleep in your house. Mm. No, I love that actually. That's so That's wholesome. Bad. For me, yeah, because obviously, like my family is 
proper black ingrained in the Caribbean and black my yeah. extended family when we go over site christmas funerals it's all like heavy Caribbean black yeah. black fully immersed in it you get me but in saying that I have always lived in in, in is that multi, multicultural spaces you know what I'm trying to say yeah. like had white people around yeah. one or one, like always 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 like my whole life like it's never really felt like that you're just you guys yeah like it's never really felt it's never really felt like segregation mm-hmm. like that like for me from my personal standpoint mm-hmm. I don't know yeah I do I think, think yeah I think it depends on the yeah the same is, is, is with me to be honest because obviously um, I lived in Hackney when I walked in school then no, yeah Hackney Luton then <laughs> and photos when it all changed but um do you prefer it like that yeah, because I like it because I think it gives me a different perspective on things and a different outlook on things. Like I, like I said, I like community. I'm, I like yeah. humans and people and stuff like that. And obviously, I understand we all have our differences. But sometimes yeah. you sit down and you talk to people. And there's loads of similarities. And you learn too much, man. And, and, and stuff yeah. like that. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, and just, just I like different things and learning different things. You speak to different people from different demographics that go through different things, different backgrounds. You just, yeah. but I. Is that because nobody looked to lord their culture over yours? Nobody measured it as though one was better than the other. Maybe I never. Yeah, I've never experienced that. I've never felt like that from anyone. I've never felt. I've never felt like anybody's tried to do that or tried to like diminish man's experience or culture or anything like that. Mm. People have always been very acceptive of it, yeah. especially with the Caribbean stuff. Like people from other cultures always want to love to. The, the the Caribbean yeah. and <clears throat> the food and the 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 the, the music yeah. and the, the slang and that you know what I'm trying to say that like people have always been very accommodating and receptive of it so I've never I've never felt like that it's always been it's always been from a place of love and that and the whites that lived in your area what mm. type of whites were they were they as um not well off as the rest of your yeah now the white people that I probably grew up with when I, when I think being young and stuff, they are, they're like, it's not like middle class, white people or anything what like that. Them as S- some of them, not necessarily like the ones that I was hanging with or anything like that. I, I but like, saying I'm saying like, we, we've... Were they othered by, would they have been othered by other whites? Some of them around that area, like the Jippos and that. Am I going to say that? You've said it already. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I don't know what you guys are talking travelers, about. Travellers, isn't it? Yeah, the yeah. travellers, okay. yeah. Like the travellers oh, yeah. and that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You get, and there was a big family in like one of the big seven bedroom houses. We used to call them the Adams family. Why? Because there was just like bare them, bare the kids. One of them was tall. Some of them used to they used to stink. White people just unhygienic. This yard's dirty and big. One of them was moving like lurch and thing. Yeah. And just there was there was MH in the yard. Everything it was just real bad. It was like a shameless thing. Mm. Like they were down bad in mm, there. Mm. You get me? We used to yeah, remember we used to call them the Adams family and that. They were there. Like, it was just, yeah, it was a mixed mix bag. Everybody yeah, we there. actually had a neighbour. When we first moved to our old area, um, yeah, we had, um, can you say gypsies? Yeah, I think so. Oh, no, travellers. Travellers, my bad. We had travellers there next to um, next to us. And we didn't, and when we moved into area, basically we got like a lot, a lot of people were saying basically that they're like, they're not nice people. They were so lovely to us. <laughs> yeah. They were so, but I do think, I do think it's my brother. People just like my because it's big. Yeah. People just like my brother for some reason, whatever reason. Yeah. And I remember like um, one time he was talking to one of the little boys outside, just you know talking to him, whatever, whatever. And um, the dad came out. He's like, "Is it troubling you? Because if it's troubling you, I smack him up." <laughs> <laughs> and Alex was like, "No, no, no. Like it's fine. We're just no, you know we're Irish just laughing are. kind of thing." The Irish people are. Sh- you know, what is, so and this is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, 
it takes all different types to make the world go around here. I've had yeah. enough experience with people. Like, it's not like Irish people, Scottish people, Welsh people. English people. Like, to be honest with you, they're all lovely. And they're all fucking idiots at the same time. Like, <laughs> do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, it's just, that's about, but there's all different types that makes the but, world go yeah. around. You're going to get a good bunch. You're going to get a bad bunch. You get what I'm trying to say? I think it comes like? down to you, honestly, yeah. It's people, you know. Yeah. I think if people, like, because as much as everyone was saying to us, because they weren't really nice, they weren't, they didn't really vibe with anybody else on the street, on the road. And they'd been, other people have been living there for years. And we moved in and they were so nice to us. But I do think it's just the people, it's just the people. If you vibe with somebody, then you vibe with them. Yeah, if they like you, you're going to be it, cool. It's if you get on the wrong side of them. Yes, that's whoa. it. That's it. But when I think about it, in terms of the community and like the people you gel with, even my church, like there's some racism in my church. <laughs> there's a racist in my church. A black racist. White racist. <laughs> <laughs> You're in church, sis. I remember she going. Church. Yeah, she's left now though. But she used to like do like so she'd be in church here yeah, and she'd be all like whatever she is here, yeah, listening her holy hands up or whatever. But she's on Facebook. She's she's, she's Facebooking mad. <laughs> and at one time, my mom was that like to me. My mom was that like to me. Like my mom was that like to her. Sorry, like you know these things are racist. Like you can't, you can't say these things. And then she was like, duh, 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 like just telling my mom like she could say what she wants to say. Yeah. And then we just she started beefing my mom after then, even in church. Is your church predominantly black? No, it's white. It's a white church. Ah, but then we've got black families there. It's, it's actually even my church. I've seen the change. It's getting really multicultural actually. Because when yeah. I moved there, there was one black family, the Ghanaian family, and then there was like a mixed race family, like white, um, white dad, yeah. black mom, mixed kids. Yeah. But now, obviously, my black family, my brother's black family, there's also another black. It's like three black families at the moment. I said like we're, it's it's now very multicultural. Your black family was disrupting their peace though. No, why? Because them, them white churches be racist. No, they're not. No, them white churches be racist. 100%. First of all, you can't tell me about my church. My church is not racist. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. White churches, hella racist. In Alabama, right? not my church. That's not fair. They might have... Cause if it's not a white church, church, there's, there's going to be, there's gonna be racist, there's gonna be racist in the building. Churches. I'm not yeah, but all it's white the, churches. The I'm telling you, systemically, 100%. So when it is your coming to tell her she's moving mad on Facebook, she's like, what are you doing in my piece? No, but you know what's so <laughs> so Let me tell you, you've disrupted my piece. Let me tell you why you're giving alternative facts. Because she was just a troublesome character. Like she and her husband left because they wanted to, they were trying to get the pastor, they were trying to take the pastor out. Because he was letting the blacks in. Mm. But <laughs> maybe <laughs> she don't like that. <laughs> she don't like that. You know what? Maybe you know. Mm-hmm. Because it was a lot of, um, it was a lot of like, there's a lot of, they didn't like the way he was running. Oh, maybe, you know. Mm. But then my church is actually not, it's not a racist church. Because it all happened. I don't all picture you in a white church. Opinion. When you said from me a preacher was white and all that, I didn't understand that. Really? I, I don't like black churches. Excuse me? Yeah, but I said, I don't no, like I, black I churches. I said it on behalf of Mags. So it, I don't <laughs> care who you say on behalf of. I don't <laughs> like black churches. Black churches, the priorities are messed up. And that is not what I'm there for. It's a lot of polit- politics and I'll be honest with you, man. White, fashion show. White, I don't like it. White church can't hold me, man. Now, trust me, it does. No, man. Because you know, when, basically... when it comes to God and that, if it's, if it's, white, when it's, if it's whiteness, it loses me. I can't lie. No, because it's still worship. Huh? I love my church no, I'm just so telling much. You. They're like my Caucasian grandparents. Mm. I love my church so really old. much. No, no, it's obviously different people, but like the older people, they're just so cute. They're so lovely and just, I love my church so, so much. Because before we went to that church, we went to another white church here. And that church, we never really felt the worship wasn't deep enough. Yeah. But when we when we went to this church, the first time we went to this church, yeah, 
the sense of community, the love, yeah. it's ridiculous. They're such a lovely people. Like even like when we um and they just know like they're just so love there's honestly just so wholesome, so lovely. And when our house burnt as well, the way they showed up and showed up for us, yeah. a black church wouldn't wouldn't have. I promise you, a black church would not have. <laughs> but yeah, I love my white church. It's the best church ever. No, so you're happy. not even catching the word properly in there. <laughs> <laughs> when it's praise and worship, it's not even It is, that's it's what I'm not it's even. Slapping. It is, trust me. What are you guys doing? Hillsong song? <laughs> no. And what, what vibe is it on? Because if, if it's Hillsong and done right, then whites can run it 100%. Yeah. But what did... It's not Hillsong. I mean, Psalms? Hillsong is at Psalms. Yeah. What, what are they doing in the white church? What are they singing? We're different. We have like we have like praise songs. We have hymns. We have worship songs. Everything. Like even... I've even, I'm, I even... I even contribute to the to the um, music. Just yesterday, because I went to church last, um, yesterday night, so I couldn't watch Love Island. My... Um, I don't understand. I was in church yesterday night. It's Monday. Monday night mass, so, baby. Listen, wait, I wait, wait. you said Monday night mass. Nah, Monday that's Catholics. Church? I'm not Catholic. Oh, sorry. No, no. Mm. It's well, prayer week at my church. Prayer week. Prayer week. You can be. So we'll pray together. Prayer warriors. You're an evangelist, isn't it? It is an evangelist. Ev- no, he's ev- just saying that word. It, it's... Do you know what an evangelist are? They pray for you. Yeah. No, that's not... and they preach. They're the ones who like yeah, spread the gospel. Evangelists pray for you. No, evangelists mean just go out and spreading the word. Spreading the word. Yeah, but you see my prayer warriors, yeah? It's the evangelists. When we've got... When there's it's stuff... prayer warriors. I'm fine with that. But don't say... Yeah. Evangelists. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. the evangelists, it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. It is them. I'm telling you. Get back on the Esther. Esther. I'll move the camera and everything. <laughs> so every single day this week, you're going to go to church? No, so I'm going to go... So I want to go tonight, but I've got body combat. I'm going to go anyway. You're going to wear body con to church? No, body combat. The boxing class I do. Oh, on Tuesdays. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Is this you speak? Oh yeah, yeah, it's you. I do. Set up. So, um, so I think I, yeah, I probably will go this evening. It's all week. Tomorrow is not an evening one. It's some um morning one, so yeah. I can catch Love Island. Yeah. Um, and then Thursday I will go, and then Friday is the end of the week, so I'm definitely gonna go. How many people are there when you go? Um, so yesterday was definitely about like twenty of us. All right, how many people in your church congregation in, in total? Um, on a good Sunday, maybe like. 35, I think. Oh, it's too small for me. Sorry. Yeah, it's not It's not mm. a mega church. God ain't in that building. <laughs> what? Why? Why? Because it's only a little bit? Because there's bigger gatherings on a Sunday. <laughs> 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 He's just... God is omnipotent. God said, present, where sorry. two or three are gathered, there I am with you. And you think it's not my church at 35? You really to the to the numbers in this one. <laughs> to no, no, no. Because it's there. My, my church is not... You then? I think so. I don't, I, I don't know. I've never really done a head count. But... It is like it is, yeah. It's not me- my church is not mega church. I don't like mega churches at all. But I like, but that's that's how you get that community. Obviously, yeah. like there's more of us that come in and whatever. And I'm, and I'm only talking about the main congregation. Obviously, you got the kids that are upstairs, the youth, the babies, whatever, whatever. But um, I love it. I love I love that kind of. Church. I don't want a mega church because this is how you know what goes on in everyone's lives and stuff. When someone when something happens to somebody, I can I know I can talk to them and you know help them whatever else. I love the church. Listen. God is very, very present in my church. Yeah, the mega is. churches, I don't know who you're talking to, but I don't think it's Jesus. Sometimes. Yeah. Obviously not all churches, but a lot of them. When your pastor's coming in with drip and shiny suits. If it works for you, to be honest. It definitely does. And my heart is very full, my church. Yeah. She just I don't want to see no Balenciagas in church and the preacher. She don't want to see the British preacher in Balenciagas. I don't want to see And I can, I, can, I can appreciate that. I can understand that. Yeah. To be honest, it's closer for her to see Balenciaga than 
not to see things. Yeah, see that's the thing. So that's words. that's why I say that. That's why I say <laughs> that I know my church is right because I've been to different types of churches. I've been to churches that are cults. I've been to white garment churches. I've been to, like when it comes to I've experienced a lot, and I finally found out where my heart is at peace, and it's just great. You said you went to a church that was a cult. Yeah. Was that white garment? Yeah. Emmanuel goes to white garment church. Good for Emmanuel. Emmanuel also sits here and talks about Islam all the time. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's in their own. Mm, mm, it's mm. their own. My own is my white church. I hear that. I hear that. Yeah. Any other questions? Oh, list? let's move on. Yes, please. I'm not going to lie. We killed the if, shit. If Emmanuel wanted this right. done, he's okay. where he should have been here. Let's get <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this next one is heavy. So trigger warning for sexual assault and terrorism. So Met Police Officer. It's about the church. That's definitely about the church. So you mentioned white garment. That's why. That's about the church. Trigger someone. Hold up. <laughs> if it's, it's E-Man. <laughs> right on time and that. And, is that E-Man? Yeah. I knew it was. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Did you not hear me? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, Esther, you know, yeah, oh, here we, we go. Need to get you out of there, you know. Sorry, we need to get you out of there. No, we don't. That is where God are you is. Sure at? That... Nah, but what God are we talking about, though? Because Black Jesus wouldn't be allowed in there. Listen, Black Esther's <laughs> allowed in there, so I'm You're sure Black, <laughs> black Esther's allowed in there. So, <laughs> Holly, you, Holly, you've got two minutes. <laughs> 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 no, do you know what it is, yeah? One second, one second. No, e I heard you go to a white garment church. Huh? Do you go to a white garment church? Yeah, yeah. I, like, I, was, I was raising one, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I, I ain't been there for a while, though, but yeah. No but yeah, but, but that's, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's a black church, though. It's an African church. Okay. Why, why, why do we need to go to, like, a, a white church? Because African churches have their you know, privacies messed up, man. And I've, and so, I've, okay, so what's the... What's, Mm, sorry, go on. So, and I've been to African churches. Like, I was raised in an African church. Sorry. And my heart, I did not, I, trust me, I did not know God. What's the priorities of a white church? Salvation. I was just about to ask that. Huh? Salvation, salvation, and actual, like, knowing the word of God. <laughs> salvation. <I> mean, just... <laughs> so, what's the priorities of a black church? Money, money, money. <laughs> money and speaking in tongues and miracles and falling on the ground and convulsing and doing the moonwalk. Yeah, like I ain't with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not with that. <laughs> I'm not with convulsing on the altar. That's not my vibe. I'm sorry. I'm not on that. Prior to the mess up, it's also a polit- politics thing going in there. People doing all sorts of nonsense Watching like watching you because you came with the same outfit or you're not dressed like this and you're not doing this and you're not doing that. Is everyone being fake holy? They're literally yeah. They're the modern day Pharisees and Sadducees that Jesus was talking about. Not all churches, but, but, by the way. Don't the find me. Is, yeah. But it's the, like you know you know like like you said you got this week of like prayer and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. What what are you guys gonna be praying praying about? What's like the prayer points? Um, it's different things. So um, every day we've got like different things that we pray to God about, but it's essentially just committing the sea into God's hands and the different aspects of this year. Oh, this year. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So, do you guys do like um, missionary work and stuff? Like, do you have certain people from your church go to certain countries and stuff? Yeah. And do you big up Malcolm? Like, what countries in Kosovo? In where? Um. So, what well, does an older man? Yeah, he's honestly. Yeah, when I tell you, his white did not crack 
a bit. He's like 80 something and he looks so young. But anyway, he travels a lot. Um, they travel to different places. I know someone just came out from India the other day. Um, okay. Yeah. Did they go to Africa? Africa as well? Yeah, I believe so. Because you know a lot of these white... This is what I was talking about like in terms of priorities, yeah? Yeah. They, they, they go and give their salvation to, to India, to the Asian countries, mm. Europe, South yeah. America. Africa gets left alone. They, no. they, leave, they leave Red Cross to go and do that. No, no. Cause remember I was telling you no. how um, every week we do... We pray for the suffering church... A lot of the notice is always about mm. like the stuff that's going on in Africa. We pray, we pray heavily for the Christians mm. that are being killed in Africa. Like heavily, it's heavy in their hearts. Because some of them as well, they have like <laughs> African like um like in laws and like grandkids and stuff. Like, do you know what I mean? So mm. it's not like out. It's not foreign to them to yeah. know about like black culture and to know about black people and you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Makes sense. Yeah, but when uh, I was, what do you call it? I was going to yeah, call. Go. Sorry, go. On. Yeah, I was going to say, like, when I was going to the other churches, I really did not know God. Obviously, every church is different for each person and whatever, but my church is lit. Mm. I, I, I hear you. Um, what do you call it? I, I was going to call up, yeah, but um, it was about basically a topic, not really about church. Right? But oh. I was going to ask you guys, yeah, just something quickly. Yeah. Um, in terms of this whole desegregation and stuff, yeah, so obviously, meaning we're becoming more um, integrated. Mm-hmm. And I guess white people are becoming more tolerant of our existence in this country. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you feel what, what are the like the drawbacks, if there are any, for us, for black people? Cultural appropriation. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's okay. the first one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cultural appropriation. Do you, do you feel like? I feel like maybe. Yes. Yeah, I, f- mm, I feel like because. What am I think? What am I saying there? Because there's um progress being made and stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like people's voices could get lost still. Because mm-hmm. as much as pro yeah. as much as progress is being made, obviously there's still there's still their issues in it. But then people probably downplay the issues because they're saying because everything's going so well or because there's so much desegregation or whatever. So I think it like takes away power from people's voices, if that makes sense, from ones that still have mm-hmm. the graphs or whatever. Maybe that could be an issue. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Did you feel, I, I thought that's kind of like the whole, um, well, to some degree, I, I was thinking like, in terms of like using our identity. Because obviously okay. right now, yeah, obviously everyone knows, yeah, you know, we're Black, African, Caribbean, this and the third, right? Mm. But with more of this, um, everyone being tolerant of each other, integrating, and I guess the culture becoming one to some degree. If you've got bare white people, that grew up like in the same areas as us that that talk like us, for example, yeah. right? Mm. In terms of like the food and all the other things that I guess um, constitute a culture, that I, if if there's one homogenous culture, surely we're losing some of our own. That yeah, but sense. that's not because that's not because of um, <clears throat> segregation. I think that's just because of us living here. So culturally, so culturally, we, mm. we, we we'll change. You get what I'm trying to say? That I grew up doing certain things or knowing certain things or being having that connection with my Caribbean culture because of what my household was like. You know what I'm trying to say? Like what yeah. it was like growing up, yeah. the things that my nan done, the, the food that she used to cook, the music she used to play, where she's got us, like just mm-hmm. the, the routines that she was getting into. She never lost her accent the whole time yeah. she was here, can't pronounce a mm-hmm. one or us. You get what I'm trying to say? Here for 50, <laughs> 60 years, can't pronounce nothing. You get me? And so these kind of things are installed with me. My son now mm-hmm. is going to come up. His nan's going to be different. You get me? Because my my mum ain't mm-hmm. moving like Nanny was. You get me? Obviously, yeah. was the culture still dead? 
boom, boom, boom. But I'm saying it's still not the same. So yeah. essentially, it's going to be, unless she makes a concerted effort to double down and go hard on the stuff that we was raised up growing on doing that speaks to the culture yeah. back home and stuff like that, it's his idea of where he's from a community and says it's going to be watered down or changed or different, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's there's, that's yeah. just that's just always gonna happen, like because obviously yeah. like, we're first generation. Our parent, our, our parents' parents were born there. We were we're mm-hmm. here in it, so our, yeah. so it's changing. I don't know if that's just because of where around is just the fact that we're just here. This is just gonna happen, isn't it? Even the community that they had when they moved here is different to what we have today. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. so yeah, but, I feel like mm-hmm. each generation is gonna have to form their version of what community according to what their needs are. Do you get what I mean? Exactly, but but that's the thing though. With time, does our needs as black people start to you know go to the back? Because again, like you just said, yeah, when Caribbeans came here like in the 50s, 60s, 70s and whatnot, yeah, yeah, they had to rely on themselves. They had their own businesses. Obviously, it's not as it's not as drastic as it was in, in America, like during you know, Jim Crow and all that type of things there, where there's mm-hmm. proper segregation and black people, I guess, were forced into situations to kind of come up with black Wall Street and stuff. But as soon as the civil rights um bill was passed and everything and people could integrate, black people forgot about their own their own hotels, their own um, restaurants, mm. their own everything. You know what I'm saying? Because black people, I guess, white people's bloody water is colder, it's fresher, everything's better when it's white. You know what I'm saying? So in the same thing, like here, could that be one of those drawbacks for us in this country as well? Do you think, I, do you know what? I don't think it would be because I feel like our generation is more pro-blackness than maybe our parents mm-hmm. are. Do you know what I mean? In terms of like, like, I feel like our generation, where obviously the, the material, the resources our parents had was very, very limited. They just moved here. Mm. And I feel like with mm-hmm. us, like, there's more education I see in terms of black businesses and wanting to keep, like, generational wealth and, like, um infrastructure, yeah. um what's it called? Owning properties and all this stuff. I feel like within, I feel like the next generation are going to have a good blueprint to follow if we keep, if we carry yeah. on doing things properly. Do you get what I mean? I feel like there's more mm-hmm. black like supporting black businesses, like all this stuff, yeah. I mm-hmm. think it's more, it's very apparent for us and very evident for us. It's more of our priority for us, I would say, than our parents because they didn't have yeah. that luxury. Do you know what I mean? They came to someone else's country and they had to just get with the program. But it's like with us, we actually demand that we hold spaces. Sometimes even when, you know, Black Lives Matter and stuff, all those movements happen, sometimes the older generation mm-hmm. like, oh, like you guys are doing too much. It's not your country, it's not your place. But we're very like, mm-hmm. no, we, we live here, we contribute to the economy, we do this, we do that, this is our land. Do you get I me? Mean? I feel like the mm-hmm. mindset is very different for us than it was for our parents. They were grateful to be here and we're like, no, we deserve to be here and we deserve to mm-hmm. have these things and these things and I think that that will show itself in the next generation in the way I, we I operate. Think, I think you're, yeah, I think you're 100%, um, 100% correct here. Yeah. I think, Again, I could be wrong, but from my perspective, I feel like um, earlier on, like again, like when the Caribbeans first came here, mm. they relied on themselves, right? So there was yeah. much more entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. it, it, at very least in their thinking, you know what I'm saying? But these things materialized, right? Yeah. But then when, um, I guess, um, the 80s and stuff like this, when more of us were coming and there was more integration and stuff, that's when, I guess, your priority isn't necessarily to um, start businesses. It's just to make an income. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's why... Nowadays, what it's you know, we're first generation, we can afford to go back to that whole entrepreneurial mindset mm-hmm. and do certain things. But I guess my only not my only thing, but one of the drawbacks to me is I think with like full blown integration and stuff, I feel like our plight gets pushed back. 
uh, something as simple as look, look at um the whole Bane thing. We're oh, just yeah. put together with Asian people, minorities. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The things that directly affect us and could benefit us mm-hmm. um, politically, economically, we just group ourselves with other people. And I think that's yeah. what happens when we're all put together and then someone says, yeah, we're one community. We're not really one community. You know what I'm saying? We just yeah. live together. And that's it. That's you know true. Saying, yeah. that, is, that is very true, actually. Yeah. I, I, feel like, I feel like when it comes to wider society, if we're relying on the government to do something, they'll always put us together because they don't, they don't care like that anyway. Do you get what I mean? Their heart is not in it. Mm-hmm. They don't care. So they'll always put us together. Exactly. But I think within ourselves, we're the ones who do more for ourselves, really and truly, if you really think about it. And I think then us doing more for ourselves over time, that pause and that reflects in society. Because when you think about the Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter movement, yeah, people calling out all the all the corporations and all the companies who don't have black executives and all that kind of stuff, that's forced them now, when they say they're em- employing and um, they take equality and diversity seriously, even if they might not still be doing it, there's more black people who are now in these positions because we were like, mm-hmm. no, this is what needs to happen. Do you get me? So I think us doing for ourselves within within our community will mm-hmm. over time spill into the wider community. Even when I think of like, even like radio, for example, I know since the BLM movements, like a lot of radio stations now, a lot of black presenters. Before mm-hmm. then, that wasn't really the really the case. And when I say black presenters, to the point where like with black presenters, they're able to play um you know Caribbean dance hall, they're able to play Bashman, they're able to play Afrobeats. In drive time, prime time radio time. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that is part of the culture. And I think, yeah. yeah, I think we're even getting to a place where people are using the culture when it benefited them. That still happens. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen until, you know, until whenever. But mm-hmm. there's, it's, we're benefiting from them using our culture too. If that makes sense. As much yeah, as we can, anyway, it's getting better. But. Yeah, 100%. I think, I think um, like you said, I guess like most things in life, right, um, there just has to be a healthy balance in it. Yeah. But again, like when you start seeing us on radio, seeing us on TV and the other people's establishments and institutions, it's like all that talent, all that effort from our, from us. Cause it's not them that's, um, mm. you know, that's doing a particular thing. This is like natural divine talent yeah. from the black community. If we put that, you know, amongst ourselves, and create our own things, i.e. like the new black and things of that nature. Yeah. Like we wouldn't have to rely on certain things. We wouldn't have to, um, you know, go on TV and use white mm-hmm. voices and, uh, you know what I'm saying, to be acceptable. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? We could be ourselves. But obviously, I guess with things, uh, it takes time and, and whatnot, innit? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. let me not talk too much. Lovely. Great show, people. Thank you. Thank you. Great doc. All right. <laughs> All right, bye. Cheers. <laughs> All right. Um, sorry, just I've seen something in the chat. My my church don't do vegan communion. I don't know what vegan communion is, but we have the bread and wine as Jesus directed. And then also, um, in regards to Brent's poll, my white church is where God is at. So wherever God is at is where you should go. Because I went to a church actually, New Year's Eve, I went to a different church. Um and it was quite multicultural. It was a multicultural church and it was so lovely because God was there and that's what I wanted. <laughs> it was bigger, it was a bigger church, it wasn't like a mega, mega church. And it wasn't all sorts of, you know, you know how they do. You know, it's not, it wasn't your typical dancing and, not dancing, sorry, convulsing and speaking in tongues and throwing people down because you do miracles and all that kind of slapping them on the forehead. It was none of that. It, God was there. So wherever God is at is where you need to be at. Whether it's white church, black church, Asian church, God is there. That's where you want to be. 
Now, I'm obviously aware that you've had certain experiences that yeah. have traumatized you. They yeah. don't know. Do you understand? Yeah, of course not. So when you're speaking about black churches, you're not talking about all of them. You're just talking about the ones that you've visited. Of course not. And I, and I said that. I said yeah. it's not all black churches. Because there are some black churches where God really is present. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? But some of them, their privacy is just really messed up. Yeah. Go to a black Baptist church. Baptist church is always good. Yeah. Because for me, it's the flip side. When it came to this country. Yeah. I've probably been to more white churches mm. than black, even though it wasn't white Catholic okay, yeah. or, or um, Church of England. It's more so Reformed Baptist. Oh, yeah. And everywhere I went, just when racism. Really? 100%. So mm. asking me if, if God was there, I don't even know. <laughs> <Racism was around. laughs> I don't even know. Racism was all around. I didn't me. want to be there. It was definite. <laughs> definite. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Feel, yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. I've been I've been to different. I've been to Methodist church as well. Wasn't my kind of vibe. Was not my vibe at all. Actually, I've been to the Anglican church. I know you're lying. Catholic has never been my vibe anyway. Mm. Um, Baptist and evangelical, or white evangelical, because the white church I was going to, the white garment church, wasn't evangelical. Mm. But yeah, wherever God is at, man, that's where you need to be. Did your church kind of do like uh, excursions in the in the summer? Like conferences and stuff. To where? Outside of London, and they all get together. Countryside. Is it, is, um, it part, is it part of like a, a sister link? No, no, not that I know. I know, I know that with the kids, they do, like, they do like a Bible camp thing that the um, like younger kids and go and stuff. Like, you know, I don't know. I ain't got kids that signed up to it. I don't know. My sister just goes for a while. All right. <clears throat> when it is that, if it is, they correct kids to like a, like a body. Yeah. A larger body, and then they gather together um, certain times of the year and whatnot. Yeah, that's when it is you realize, oh, maybe because this is in London and they're kind of yeah. used to seeing black people, they kind of yeah. hold their tongue a bit. But no, once my, it is that they mix yeah. up with the larger family. Yeah, my church is in Kent though. It's not even in London. It's like in the countryside. Mm. That's how I knew it was gonna be cold this morning because when I went there last night, it was ice all over. I said, "Damn!" How, how long do you have to drive to get there? Uh, about forty minutes, maybe. Jeez, about forty minutes. Yeah. Jeez, it's nice. I, I've driven. Actually, no, that's not my brand. That's Quincy Lunks. Who was talking about Rishi Suhu? I was about to say something wild. That is mm. not unholy. All right, so Met Police Officer. So, trigger warning, guys. Trigger warning um, for sexual assault and also terrorism. This is mad, you know. So, Police Officer David Carrick, who's 48 years old, who met some victims through dating websites, pleaded guilty to wait, wait for this. To 49 offences across two decades. It needs to be stoned publicly. This is mad. The Met has apologised after it emerged he had previously come to the attention of police over nine incidents, including rape. Assistant Commissioner Barbara Gray, the Met's lead for professionalism, said we should have spotted his pattern of abusive behaviour and because we didn't, we missed opportunities to remove him from the organisation. She apologised for the prolonged suffering of his victims, acknowledging that some did not report <coughs> sooner because he told them they would not be believed. Carrick, who is from Stevenage, would control what the women wore, what they ate, where they slept, and even stopped some of the women from speaking to their own children. He was finally stopped when one woman decided to report him. In October 2021, following publicity about disgraced Metropolitan Police Officer PC Wayne Cousins, she contacted police. Harriet Wistrich, director of campaign group group, the Centre for Women's Justice, 
said we have known for some time that there has been a culture of impunity for such offending by police officers. Recent reports show a deficient vetting and misconduct system and a largely unchallenged culture of misogyny in some sections of the Mets. The mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, um, said he was absolutely sickened and appalled by Carrick's crimes. It can now be reported that Carrick had already pled guilty to 43 charges. Da um, David Carrick will be sentenced in February. So these are his list of full offences, right? 24 counts of rape, 9 counts of sexual assault, 5 counts of assault by penetration, 3 counts of coercive and controlling behaviour, 3 counts of false imprisonment, 2 counts of attempted rape, 1 count of attempted sexual assault by penetration, 1 count of causing a person to engage in sexual activity without consent, 1 count of in indecent assault. This is wild. Mm. It's wild. Like, I can't lie. As a woman, I actually get nervous about um, if I'm ever stopped by police. Because what if that's the... That, do you mean that that could be the bad the bad one? That's, that's how a woman... I can't remember who it was last year. I can't remember her name now. But that's how she got killed because she needed the police help. Mm -hmm. And the guy that she that was helping her happened to be the sexual deviant. It's scary. Next one as well, um, trigger warning. And this is about worshippers who've been killed um, by a bomb during church service. So worshippers at a church service in the Democratic Republic of, Cong of Congo, DRC, were killed Sunday when a bomb was de detonated by a group with links to Islamic State, the government has said. At least 12 people have been killed and at least 50 wounded when a bomb detonated during church service in sun on Sunday in Eastern Democratic Republic of Congo, according to the government and the UN. Reports say that the attack was visibly perpetrated by members of the rebel group Allied Democratic Forces, ADF, which has ties with ISIS, against citizens in full worship in the parish of the 8th community of Pentecostal churches of Congo, in the city of Kasindi in North Kivu. ISIS claimed responsibility for the attack through its AMAC propaganda news agency, which claimed ISIS fighters planted an improvised explosive device IED in the church. CNN have not been able to verify this claim. UN spokesman Steph Stephanie Dujaric said in a statement Sunday that the United Nations Mine Action Service, UNMAS, is supporting the Congolese authorities in conducting the investigation into the circumstances of the incident. The UN peacekeeping force in the country, MONUSCO, M-O-N-U-S-C-O, also condemned the cowardly and despicable at despicable attack sorry I'm today. despite this support waves of violence have persisted in DRC's North Kivu province despite efforts by the government and international peacekeepers to curb it that's very very sad um, yeah let's get into Word on Road the Love Island lot oh sorry the Love Island lot are beefing. I mean, it's, it's like a one-sided beef. It's just really someone who's not wanting to let go of um, the man she could not have. It's always sad to see. But um, basically, Summer... Do you remember Summer? Mm. Remember Summer from last season? Yeah. She was on a podcast, right? And they were talking whatever. And then guy, I think... First of all, I feel like the guy is weird for asking this question anyway, but we'll get to that. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I just saw Love Island stop reading. This ain't about um, Bugsy chopping up Gemma. Who's chopping Bugsy Malone? Yeah. Are you telling me what? Not you giving the word on mm. road. When? What? I see it. This is what I'm seeing. 
Wait, then we've gone to yeah, you, yeah, you, you, yeah, you get that for me. That's <laughs> mad. How do you Gemma want? Anyway, we know. Anyway, <laughs> let's get back into it. So basically, summer year from last season. So obviously, if you guys remember, um, she was in Casemo. When Demi went to Casemo, he was talking to Summer. And this is where he and India then had that whole exchange about, you know, maybe best heartbreaker winner, whatever, whatever. So she was on a podcast recently. And um, on the pod, they must have asked about, like, if you can tell that a guy's a grower. If anyone doesn't know what a grower means, essentially, can you tell a guy's packing? When he's soft. Yeah, when he's, when, yeah, when he's not erected. This is just not my brand. But anyways, um, she then... We're talking about, yeah, you can always tell when a guy's a grower, which you can. You can always tell when a guy's a girl, blah, 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 blah. And then the guy, this is what I think was weird. The guy was like, oh, was Dami a grower? Why do you want to know that? Why, like, why would you, like, why, is, why would you want to know that? So anyways, um, the guy was like, oh, was Dami a grower? But obviously, so basically, a summer in India are meant to be cool and friends or whatever. And obviously, Dami is with India. That's her boyfriend. So you can't really be talking about a, some, a man's, another man's penis. You don't do that. So anyways, someone's then like, well, I could tell that, um, I could just tell that he was a grower. Let's just say that my eyes can see, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. So that clip kind of went viral, I guess. And then India responded and said, some people need to stop reminiscing on what they can't have. Anyways, make sure you tune into a real podcast tomorrow morning, Love Island, the morning after with real tea and real goss. And I'm here for it. And then Dami then um, quote tweeted it. And I think they're just, I, I really love them. They're just such a funny, funny couple. And he quote tweeted and he said, title has spoken. <laughs> title has spoken. Because basically, um, someone asked India how it is that she keeps, how it is, I think how how does she keep, how she managed to keep Dami or something like that? And then she said, tight hole. Obviously, she's was Caribbean. Weird. What does that mean? Tight hole. Tight like pussy. Hole. Pussy tight. Ah, okay. This is one it. <laughs> <laughs> if you clip that, I swear. Are you dare. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, so he was like, Yeah, she's Pokemon. Um, so yeah, that was what was happening. And then also Ekinsu did da- um dancing on ice this year, which sick. Ekinsu's like she's just really that girl. She did dancing on ice and she did really, really well. Her um performance was really good. And it was basically um she got what's it called? They were um she was given the title of the sexiest dance sexiest ever skates. So essentially the sexiest. There was complaints from Ofcom or something, innit? Yes, it's a hella complaints talking about the dance was too sexy. Can't lie to you. It was sexy because obviously Ekin is a babe, innit? So she what she wore was nice, a little body suit, whatever. She looked nice, she looked sexy, can't lie. But I don't think the dance was that sexy, I'm not gonna lie to you. And she did her famous crawl as well. When she was crawling on the terrace trying to meet up with Jay when she with Davide. Um so she did she kind of worked that into the dance. But honestly, Sister, like she's gonna fall anytime on them skates. So I don't know where they're getting the sexy dance for, but you people don't like good things. And they basically said it was too sexy for what is a family show, but it is what it is, isn't it? Silly. Did you find the receipts about Gemma? No. But I wanna, um, true say we're talking about Love Island, yeah? Yeah. Um, I wanna apologize to the, um, the little black thing. What's her name? I don't know her name. I think if you're gonna apologize to someone. I don't know my I'm name. Trying for you. It's a cast. Okay, let me find it for you. Find the name. I don't know her name. Um, twenty twenty three, right? Hmm. Her name is Tanya. Tanya. Tanya what? Tanya Manhenga. No, because you know what it was, yeah. Man just tried to write her off when I, when we was going through the things, like saying, yeah, they just putting this little movie yeah. thing in the yard and all that. But yesterday, when when I got home after filming and I was watching it, that. All right. 
Yeah, I don't think her pictures. I just don't think her pictures done her any good. Well, we know that though. You know that I don't know who they hire as a Love Island um, photographer. Y'all need to get DB captures on that because it's not. I don't know what that guy does. She's cute, man. She's pleasant to look at. I was looking at her when she was sitting down talking. I was like, oh, this thing's cute, man. She's a little yeah. bit on the slim side for me. Mm. But obviously, me and Esther um, came to the conclusion that I need yeah. a slim, thick thing. Yeah, we can't say the reasons why, though. Oh. I might get offended. Yeah, so, can I just say trigger warning? I was going to tell them. Don't. You can't trigger warning. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Okay, go on. Tell them. Hmm? Tell them. So basically, I need a slim thick thing, yeah, because I need a smaller starting point. Because obviously, yeah. I like my girl thick in it. But yeah. the kind of thickness that I like, when... If, when the happy, when, happy, when happy weight, weight happy relationship on, weight comes and, on. And time and that, it could get out, it could get out of hand. If yes. I, if with the kind of, but I'm saying, so if I start yeah. off with a smaller base now, yeah. then I can... There's, there's, room to, want, there's still room to grow. Absolutely. You feel me? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's the that's correct thing because I'm... Because, you know, I don't, I don't get that whole happy weight thing. I don't get it. It was the makeup, man. Okay. <laughs> because I'm looking at pictures now, and I understand why you're apologizing, but I'm looking at the image that you first saw. Damn. Oh, and it was bad, didn't it? Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, no, nah, they done it wrong. I was watching. I was proper watching yesterday on the TV. I was like, no, nah, this little thing's cute, man. She's like a pleasant little face and that. You get me? And she looked bad before. Nah, this is this is serious, you know. So guys, no, for real, for real. Max is right. It, it appears allegedly. It's alleged these days. Um. Gemma and Gemma, who's 19, is dating Bugsy Malone, who's 32. Oh, Yusuf, and this is two Yusuf, months after she's... Yusuf wouldn't like that. <laughs> You're annoying. <laughs> and this is two months after um, she broke up with Luca. Boy. Luca must be... Like, he must be heartbroken. He must be feeling worse than that Michael B. Jordan pic, um, video we saw. <laughs> I know he's down bad. I know Luca is going for it. Just the idiot. Man. I know he was going for it. But um, what is this all saying? So... Um, Gemma and Aaron, that's Bugsy Malone's real name, have enjoyed a few dates over the past few weeks. They have told their closest friends they are dating and seem really happy together. Gemma and Aaron are keeping their relationship out of the public eye for now. Yeah, Terry is on a news platform. Um, <laughs> because it's early days. He's really into her and has made it clear how he feels. It's all very new and exciting for both of them, but they are taking it slow. I hope Bugsy Malone is not the kind of black guy that does talking to your time because M- M- Gemma, you're in for a ride, sis. It's gonna be it's gonna be slow by default. <laughs> you're in for a ride, sis. But um, that's random. But I can I can, I can see that's more her. She likes a she likes a mm, like a man. Do you mm. know what I mean? Not that Luke is not a man, but he's just soppy, isn't he? He's a character. But yeah, man, um, that is all for me today. It's just Love Island stuff. Um. We'll do our Friday, our recap on Friday. Oof. Yeah. We'll do our recap on Friday when everyone's in and then we can talk about it. But um, what's today? Oh, damn, it's the headlines. No, we're really going to be done. Skipping it. Yeah. Skipping what? Whatever you're about to go on today. Yeah, just headlines. Yeah, yeah, because there's no nothing. Okay, let's get into our next headlines then. Right. Yeah, we can be out here at 10, boy. All right, so Mafia boss Mat- Matteo Messina Denaro, Italy's most wanted man, has been arrested. So Matteo Messina Denarano, Denaro, one of the bosses of the Co- Cosa Nostra Mafia in Sicily and Italy's most wanted man, has been arrested by police while being treated in a private health clinic known for plastic surgery and other elective surgeries. He had been a fugitive since 1993 
and was considered by Europol one of the most wanted men in Europe. Prosecutor Maurizio De Lucia told CNN. Messina Denaro is thought to have ordered dozens of mafia-related murders and was given several life sentences in absentia for his many crimes, most notably in 1992 for his involvement in the separate murders of anti-mafia prosecutors Giovanni Falcon and Paolo Borsellino. He received his most recent life sentence in 2020 for fatal bombings in Milan, Florence and Rome in the late 1990s, and for the murder and torture of 11-year-old son of an enemy who gave evidence against the Sicilian Cosa Nostra. Having been a wanted man for nearly 30 years, he was Cosa Nostra's longest hiding fugitive. In recent years, anti-mafia security forces have been closing in on Messina Denaro's circle, seizing around 3 billion euros, which is 3.25 billion um, dollars, in assets belonging to companions, relatives, and associates thought to be supporting his life in hiding. Embarrassingly, in 2021, Italian police arrested a British man innocently eating at a restaurant after wrongfully identifying him as Messina Denaro. Italian Prime Minister Giorgia Meloni tweeted, a great victory for the state, which demonstrates that it does not give up in the face of the mafia. Defence Minister Guido Crosetta, Crosetta, sorry, called the arrest a sign of a state that wins against the mafia. Do you know how lit it must be for you to be the most wanted man in the world? In Europe? <laughs> must have lit. No, but I feel like the power, because obviously we, we have like a lot of crime and stuff. Like people love the power that it gives them. Do you get what I mean? So knowing that you are the, what is it, the El Chapo? El Jefe. Jefe, boss. Do you know what I mean? You're, they've been looking for you for 30 years. That's mad. That's sick. I got it ready, I can't lie to you. It's mad, obviously, what he's done, of course, mm-hmm. but, you know. But yeah, the next bit as well is um, about Harry and Meghan, and they basically rejected Jeremy Clarkson's apology. This man wrote a thesis. Anyway, so a spokesman for Harry, Prince Harry and Meghan disputed the TV presenter's statement on Monday that he wrote to them to say he was profoundly sorry by his disgraceful comments, claiming he wrote only to Harry, not his wife. The piece in which Clarkson said he dreamed of the Duchess being paraded through British towns and publicly shamed, became the independent press standards organisation's most complained about article. Harry and Meghan's spokesman said, um, on December 25th, 2022, Mr Clarkson wrote solely to Prince Harry, the Duke of Sussex. The contents of his correspondence were marked private and confidential. Harry has since branded the article about his wife horrific, hurtful and cruel. During a recent interview with ITV, adding that what Clarkson had written would encourage people around the world to believe it is an acceptable way to treat women. Yesterday, Clarkson issued a lengthy statement on his verified Instagram account, saying that he is really sorry. He had written the article in a haste without anyone around to check over it. The comment section had been deactivated, has been deactivated on this post. But Harry and Meghan's spokesperson said that while a pro- new public apology has been issued today by Mr. Clarkson, what remains to be addressed is his long-standing pattern of writing articles that spread hate rhetoric, dangerous and conspiracy theories and misogyny. Unless each of his other pieces were also written in a hurry, as he states, it is clear that this is not an isolated incident shared in haste, but rather a series of articles shared in hate. Ooh, that's a bar. Amazon has reportedly cut out with Clarkson, Sources told Variety that Prime Video will no longer be working with him beyond episodes of the Grand Tour and Clarkson's Farm that have already been commissioned. 
He's very silly. This is a very stupid apology because how can you say that you wrote this in haste and no one could check over it, but you still wrote, wrote what you wrote, which was that you want her publicly shamed while she was naked and people shouting shame at her. We need to redefine apology for the people because I don't think people know what it means these days. But guys, that is the end of our headlines. Let's get into the reaction. Mate. Where did I? We'll be the one that got it. Um I've got no one to chop it up with, man. I'll be honest with you, man. There's no there's not really nothing to react to, Brent, is there? Do we? Uh, well, just read the headlines then. No. Okay then. We, Man United and Arsenal are the only teams out there caring about sports news. That's true. So let's go. All right then. Sorry, people. So, Klopp has no desire to leave Liverpool. Great news for you, okay. Liverpool fans. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp has said he will not leave the club unless he is forced to, and hinted at changes at Anfield during the summer. The Germans' comments come amid a runoff poor form for the Reds, who are ninth in the Premier League and 10 points off the top four spot. Klopp said, either the manager's position changes or a lot of other things change. So as far as I'm concerned, unless someone tells me, I will not go. So that means maybe there is a point where we have to change other stuff. We will see that. But that is something for the future. Um, like summer or whatever. Not now. I have space and time to think about it. We have to play better football for now. Klopp reiterated it is unlikely any more signings will follow um, Netherlands forward Cody Gapko in January, while midfield trio James Milner, Naby Keita and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain will be out of contract in the summer, along with forward Robert Firmino. Oh, they're all for free. It means they can sign new contracts with foreign clubs now. Mm. Mm, they need to look at that. Interesting. Um, transfer rumours swirling around. Brent? Um, you might uh, be interested in this one. So Arsenal have made um, Declan Rice their top transfer target this summer um, and they're confident of beating Chelsea to the signing. I don't know why they would be confident of beating Chelsea when Chelsea show you how they move all the time. All right, cool. Talk to me about Declan Rice. How do you rate him? Extremely cold. Exceptionally cold. Talk a to me. Party, Declan Rice and Odegaard is a dumb midfield. Can you talk to me? Sell him to me. Dumb since midfield. I've been seeing Declan Rice, I haven't yeah. been... Um, I've been interested, but remember, I've only, I'm only, I've only, I've only just getting you to watch other teams play football. You don't watch him I play. I asked you to sell it to me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's hard to sell it to you because it's just like he's. Um, he he's, seems clumsy. No way. He's calm. Like, he's like collected. Leggy. Nope. He's calm. He's collected. He has got good legs in him. He can travel with with the ball and off the ball. He can run. He's got way more technical ability than people would even realize. There's a. Um, if you care, I could send you a clip of him with the F2 boys on YouTube of him doing stuff so you can see that his level of ability. You wouldn't even know Declan Rice had this in his tank. When his you say inter technical inter ability, interceptions. You when you're talking about the F2 freestylers, they're like, they're doing tricks and stuff, right? When they play in the ball. Yeah, he can anybody do all that. that bollocks. No, pass, not anybody can do certain. I'm not talking about tricks. I'm talking about when passing. When there isn't any pressing. Touch. Football is different. No, no, no. Talk to me. There's still different levels. If you watch people that play with the ball, that manipulate the ball with touches and stuff like that, technique, striking the ball, passing the ball, there's still different levels. Yes, they're professionals. They can all do it to a certain level. But then certain boys, certain players uh, can create separation. Does he replicate this on the pitch is what I'm saying. He could do it when it is there's no pressure. Does he replicate this on the pitch? He's, he's always clean, dope on the ball, good in possession, he can pass, he can run, he can shoot, he can drive forward with it, he can, he, his interceptions, his, fo his football knowledge, 
like looking at the pitch defensively. He's what very he like, sound. A, a CM? What, what, a DM? No, 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 no. He's more like a. Is he like a? Is he? Is he like a DM box to boxish midfield man? He could probably do a bit of it. Oh, I reckon they can let him go. Oh, with the so this is to replace Xhaka. Yeah. Ah. That'll be a Xhaka replacement. Okay. Yeah. He'll be very. He'll be. He'll be very good for you. Though. He could play football, bro. I haven't. I've been convinced yet. To be honest. Uh well, he, but De- Declan, Declan's cold in his position. He's one of. The, he's one. Of, he's one of the coldest. But as much as my opinion, I'm not even reading the chat to see other what they're saying. In his position. Well, in the midfield, box to boxes. Um, Tillemans. So he's better than Tillemans. Yeah, he's better than Tillemans. I haven't read Tillemans to be honest. So go on. Huh? I don't even read Tillemans. Go on. Tillemans is all right. He's okay. a bit. I don't read. He leaves a lot to be desired, but he's he, he's all like right. Runs. Go on. Yeah, he is a bit sluggish, isn't it? The the the, the, the mobility is not there. Mm. But he, but he's all right. He's good on the ball. He can pass. He can strike it. He, I liked it. I liked it. Right, like so he's better Tillemans. Who else? Um, hmm. Who plays that position? Mm-hmm. I can't even think. It's just mm-hmm. all the midfielders. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell me um, the only Where's midfielders. Play? Midfield like DMF. No, Casemiro's probably the best midfielder in the league. <laughs> Don't be silly. Probably, the, the best midfielder in the league. <laughs> like, at, at this moment in time, and I'm talking about just on form as well, not like overall ability, because obviously you've got the Kevin De Bruyne, right? Form, I'm saying Casemiro's the best in, in midfield in the league. And a close second Casemiro will be Odegaard. De Bruyne is, in, is the same type of player? Odegaard. No no no, 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 no. I'm just oh. saying midfielders. I'm bunching them all in. I said, Don't mid- do that. Don't I said do it's midfielders. Whether Don't they do play, whether they play advanced, whether they play deep, whether they're box to box, they're midfielders. I'm bunching them all in. They're midfielders. I just want to know in the same position as Declan Rice. I need to know comparison so I could see what you're gauging it with. Because I haven't seen box? anything to what convince box to box me that Declan are, are you rating? Unless it's, you're just saying he's going to replace Xhaka and I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Because before Xhaka, before this year and the year before. I wanted Zaka gone. Declan Rice, yeah, would, is the word exponentially improve every midfield in this league. Every single one. Any one that he went to. Arsenal, Chelsea, I need to, I need to show me some Newcastle, Man show City. Me. Any anyone he went yeah. to, he would improve Better than Ramsey? Is he better than Ramsey? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's better than Ramsey Ramsey's right at now. his prime. I don't know, Ramsey in his prime. That prime, even though that prime was about only about 11 games or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that prime, yeah, was mental. Mm. That purple patch, mm. he was up there with mm. some of the best in the mm. world. Mm. So that's hard. And mm. it's, 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 it's different. But Rice is good, man. You should watch him. I think you should watch him. Rice mm. is good. Okay. That would be a, I, I would be very upset if you got that signing done. Serious? Yeah. yeah, yeah All right, yeah. cool, cool. I'll clip that up. So <laughs> you think that Chelsea would basically get him above us? I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying, they they they, they got they got four minutes. You okay. they keep they keep doing this. All right, cool, cool. I don't know if there's any space for them, but I don't know if there's any space for them to get any more players anyway. But then again, I'll check him out. Yeah, you should watch him. Um, Borussia Dortmund sporting director Sebastian Kerr is planning talks with England midfielder Jude Bellingham and his parents about a 19-year-old's future and says there has been no offers for him. He shouldn't sign a new contract there. He needs to go. Um, Rafina. And Arsenal, there's interest there, but I think Barcelona are saying they want 100 million now. But just like I told you the day before, they know teams know you got bread to play with. You're gonna get fleeced. The lo and behold, less than 24 hours later, what's the story? Barcelona want 100 million for Rafinha. Do you see? Do you That's see? Fine. We're not getting it. Yeah, no, but I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you how the problems are gonna develop themselves. Mm. Newcastle United are looking at signing England's midfielder Conor Gallagher and Ruben Lost in Cheek, as well as 29 year old. Um, winger Hayek Hakim Zech and they're also looking at um, Scott McTominay 
Scott McTominay as well. They're looking to do some things. I think in the ballpark of around thirty million pounds. I don't know whether um we get rid of a homegrown player right this second, but yeah, Newcastle are trying to make moves. And um, Newcastle have also joined Leicester City in the race for Florentine and Argentina forward Nico Gonzalez. But the Serie R club will not let the 24-year-old go for less than 40 millions. And I have absolutely no idea who that player is. So, let's get on to... Jeez, everyone is saying that Declan Rice is bollocks. These don't know football? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's great. They don't know where the like button is either. Clearly. Yeah, they, 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 they don't know ball. And again... If it's people that only watch their team play, I don't care about your opinions on on people. You know what I'm trying to say? If you only watch your team play, I don't care about your opinions on other players. I make it my business to watch other teams play. So when I'm talking about people, I know I'm talking about. And Declan Rice is very good. But again, it's a matter of opinion. No, that's not even a matter of opinion, man. That's a fact, man. Plays for England, man. He's one of the best in his position in the league, in his country. It's like so. Yeah, don't say that. Maguire plays for England too. And and his country, man. He's one of the best in his position in the league. Just that bad form and all this stuff, you could do it. You go back to the tournament and you see he's better than John Stones. Whack Stones. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get into Donna Air, man. Yeah, really. <laughs> no, you press the button. You press the button. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Never mind. Oh, Forget yeah, you, yeah. bank man. Mm. All right. Um, I haven't got any done at hairs quickly. Yeah, I want to touch on um this government. Yeah, and what they're doing. Yeah, and just like like just propaganda machines and stuff like that. Yeah, because obviously he is creating waves, and I hate that I have to speak about him. And now it's twice in a week. Yeah, but Andrew, so Andrew Tate is causing a lot big stir. Yeah, but is it mm. as big as these people are making that? So know, you know. I've seen that they're talking about, and obviously there's more, they've got the two point five Andrew two point five billion Andrew Tate budget. Now I'm guessing it's going to cross. What? It's going to it's going to cross way more than Andrew Tate. It's going to be across the board. It's probably going to be oh. about social media and online and okay. behaviors and patterns and all these kind of things. But the way they're packaging up and the way they're selling it is like the Andrew Tate bill. They've got a two point five billion bill that they are going to push forward to to help combat our youth. Because they're too influenced by Andrew Tate, mm. and then the BBC went and done some big dumb piece, and then went into the to the schoolrooms and made out like this is there's some Andrew Tate pandemic kind of thing going on, and these kids talking about how scared they are and how they've been blocking mm. the videos, but they're still coming up and the influence. And I'm like, you know what? If there's some people feeling like this, fair play to them. Yeah. I'm guessing there ain't no smoke about fire. The sentiment must be relatable somewhere. Yeah, yeah. ringing true. But. The way that they're just pushing it, they're moving like this is a real thing, like this is going on now, like there's danger. And then I don't even understand how the whole re-education thing works. What's... What are they going to do? Sit them down and force them to watch telly? Like, ain't them tactics illegal? They was trying to do that stuff back <laughs> in the day. How do you re-educate? What are they going to do? Furthermore, yeah, we're in the cost of living crisis. Mm, yeah? Cosy living. Kind of. I know you guys are not about to make that stick. What? Because he lives. Because <laughs> he lives. Because he lives crisis. Yeah. It's going off. You get me trying to say that? We mm. need money. There's so much things going on. There's mm. so much things going on. They can't put money into crisis. Everybody's striking. The country's Literally. down bad. Everybody's striking. Our teachers, our nurses. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm trying to everybody. say? Like, public transport. Like, everybody. Like, money need for run. You get me? And apparently we're down bad and we ain't got it. And rare, 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 rare. you have to cut back on spending and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And then you want to spend 2.5 billion to push into the schools for Andrew Tate. 
I don't think it's... I mean, I, again, I don't know. If anybody's got kids around that age, can speak to it. If you can see stuff, stuff going on in your I household. Think it's money laundering. Huh? It's money laundering, mate. They're cooking the books. So, that's what I'm saying. There's too many things that money's put towards that's not making sense. I don't understand it. They've got people volunteering, yeah, while teachers are out on road saying more pay, more pay, but you're going to invest that much money into Andrew Tate and um, yeah. weirdos. I don't know. I don't know, but I'll be honest with you, I'll be honest with you, yeah. Andrew Tate is killing our people because it's just it too is. much. <laughs> you see what's going on in the comments right now, child. Oh, are they going crazy? They're going mad. They've been stuck on the bugs in Malone. They even know you guys were talking about football, innit? What? They, oh, they're stuck on the oh what? Because what the thirty-two and nineteen thing? Like, mm. nah, man, when she was walking around the TV and the cool fun and thing, you don't want to say nothing, man. If you want to cook her up, leave her alone, man. You don't love getting people's business or what's you say, take paracetamol for people's headaches. People's headaches. Left them alone, man. It gives a shit what they're doing anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> bring it back. Let's bring it. Let's get back in the car. The English government, man, they're done out here. Because at the end of the day, it's like what you're saying, man. They're cooking the books, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? They're using this. They're using the Andrew Tate stuff as an excuse to draw money out of nowhere. Money that we ain't got. Money that we need. You know what I'm trying to say? Yep. And then again, it's just nonsense. You get it's me? Like, man. It's mad. Yeah. It's hard out here, man. Redistribute that money in better places. And again, it's not just about Andrew Tate. It's mm-hmm. probably going to cover... It's probably some kind of education, internet... It's gonna cover. It's probably it will cover a lot of things. Mm. They need to put that money into. Are they putting that money into Met Police as well? Because we just talked about the guy that forty nine counts of sexual assault. He could be on Dana Air as well. <laughs> so are they putting that money into into him, into the Met Police, into the crazies that's rolling around that's meant to be protecting us? I don't know. The man. priorities are messed up, man. The priorities are definitely messed up, man. You are worried about the wrong things, man. Hundred percent. So I think that would be Rishi Sunak and the British government, man. Rishi and them. Rishi and them, man, no, man. These are done it, man. Let's get into our outro. Let's do it. Guys, thank you for being here with us this lovely morning. Do like the video. The likes are definitely very low today, aren't they, Brent? Oh, my goodness. I, I just saw it. Yeah. Nah, we ain't, we're not filming tomorrow. What oh, happened? It's a day off. Because like we only have 95. Nah, we're not filming tomorrow. Sorry. Okay. Well, we'll be back on Thursday. See you guys on Thursday. But, um, oh, sorry. That would oh, that would have been great, a good way to go. Out. <laughs> good God. That would have been a good way to go. Out. It's a shame I can't see your face. Take that new black thing. Move that somewhere else. <laughs> Just move this one, yeah. Yeah. So I can. So we, you can, you know, have moments. Cool, cool. But um, like the video, guys. Subscribe to the channel. Um, follow us on our social media platforms. The day after TNB, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Send voice notes or text in for asking for a friend. So what would you do? The number is zero seven five. Six four eight four one zero seven three. If you would like to inquire about the show feature on the show, email the team the day after at thenewblack.com. We will see you guys on Thursday. Bye. Bye. Ciao.